Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake. Is everybody awake this evening? Is everybody awake? Is everybody awake this evening? All right. Okay. I I need a favor. Um, This is like hard, but at the same time, it's very a rewarding message that I'm gonna bring this evening. But I, I I wonder what it is that brings us to church or wherever we go, and we do this. What, what's happened to us where life sometimes sucks us so dry that when we come into the presence of God, we don't have anything left for him? What is that about? We just got finished singing, Christ is risen from the dead. That's one of those things that make you run around this place, trampling over death by death. My father passed away on the 30th of August. We had to, my wife and I had the privilege of being with him uh, for 16 beautiful days. And I want to talk a little bit about the latter part before he passed. And I want to just talk to you. So before we get into this, let's uh, bow our heads for prayer. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on each one of us here. There's a word that you have for us this evening. May life not get in the way. May situations and problems, drama, challenges, and obstacles not get in the way. Don't even let sickness and death get in the way. Because, Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. There's nothing dead about you. So may we be alive in you right now. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. So the text we're going to start off with is uh, actually one of my favorites. And I was, you know, when it came to me, I was like, Lord, how in the world? But as soon as I said how in the world, it came. So here it is, Romans chapter 8. Most of you know this. If you want, you could stand with me, and we're going to just say this together. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. All right, and I'm going to drop out, but we're going to start it out. For I am convinced that... Stay standing. Do you believe that? So what is stopping you from screaming tonight, knowing that God is with you no matter what happens? What is stopping you from celebrating him no matter what you've been through, maybe before you got here? What is stopping you from celebrating him even when it doesn't seem like that's the time you should celebrate him? 
What is stopping you? For I am persuaded. I was walking with my boy Mario, and he said something that was perfect. He said, you know, persuaded means that you actually, there's something where, and Pastor Pete said it last week. Somewhere you came to your senses, and you realized that there's nothing, 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 nothing that can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And that means nothing. So a lot of us, unfortunately, okay, have a seat, I'm sorry. A lot of us, unfortunately, what we do is that we recite some things. And we sing and we shout and we, and we, you know, we read the word. But do you honestly believe what you read? Do you honestly believe that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? Do you honestly believe that? Okay, so I was home. Actually, no, no, no. We're going to start when we were here. All right, so I made one of the, you know, some, Satan is great at what he does. Satan will allow you to believe that what is good is something that you should do no matter if it is not the purpose for you at that particular time. This text that was up here just a little while ago, there was a, there's four things, but I'm only going to deal with one because time will not permit for me to deal with the rest of them. Purpose. Purpose purpose. That's it. That's the title of it. Purpose. And then the question, as, as when we're finished, even before we finish, I just want to give you this. What is your purpose? The reason why I'm asking you is because, unfortunately, in our lives, we're going to have some seriously sad situations. We're going to have some things we cannot control. We're going to have some people that's going to get on our nerves we're going to get on some people's nerves. All this stuff is going to happen. But does that deter your purpose? So before we went home, I want to touch on this quick. My, my sister, well, we, had, we were home before. I think, what was it, two weeks before, a couple weeks before. And we were hanging out with Dad. And, and you know, just something just didn't seem right with him. And before we left, you know, I, I asked Dad, I said, is, is there... Dad, I feel like there's something you're not telling us. Is everything all right? And he's like, and he said, as only he could say, because my dad doesn't talk a lot, you're only nothing that God can't handle. And when I heard that, I said, okay, cool, Dad. I said, all right. As I left, you know, I was like, babe, something's going on. It was a Tuesday. And my, my, my sister-in-law called me and said, you know, you, you need to go home and check on your father. He actually, she said he's not doing well, so you might want to take off work and go take care of him. Now, this is where I'm talking about where Satan gives you something good. I was supposed to speak, or, or I got an email that I could have an opportunity to speak at Gateway. And I also got this text from someone who wanted to know if I could speak earlier that day and, you know, on Sabbath and, you know, so Satan was like, well, you know, you know, Tim, why don't you wait until after the speaking engagements and then go home? I'm going to come and sit with you. 
Because see, although I speak and I'm speaking, we're all in this thing together. And one of the hardest things is that sometimes we watch people up front, but we don't realize that whoever's up there is not up there because we got it going on. He has it going on. And we are given the opportunity to speak for him, to sing for him. I think sometimes we take this stuff for granted. I think sometimes we get up there and sing because we want to do something. I think sometimes we get up there and speak because we want to do something. God has a purpose for your life. And unless you live your purpose, you're going to continually be uncomfortable. You really are. Because you can't fake it with God. You can fake it for us. But even in faking it for us, you have to be true to yourself sometime. So here I am, and I got these two in, engagements, and I was talking to my wife, and I said, you know, and the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, you probably should go home on Thursday. My foolish self had a nerve to say, well, Lord, Thursday, we were trying to go to the beach. And, and Lord, you know, I don't know, these engagements are... You know what? My purpose is to speak for him. I'm going to just say that. But we got to be careful that I'm stepping out for God instead of God saying, this is what I need you to do. So when my sister-in-law called me, she was telling me where I needed to go. So my purpose was to go home and take care of my father. That was my purpose. My plan was to come here. Let me tell you how it would have been. I'm just cut to the chase. My father went to the hospital twice on Thursday. Once when we weren't there, or we weren't when we were there, but once when we weren't. Had I stayed, my father probably would have died in a chair, alone. Purpose in your life, there are things that God has asked you to do, but you got your plan, you got your agenda, you got things you want to get done. How important are those things to you when there may be opportunities in the purpose that God has for you that you will miss? So anyway, we got home Thursday, and, and my father... We had gone out, came back, and my father had this episode, and he was not doing well. Took him to the hospital. I want to just go all the way to the back end of it. I think it was Wednesday. There was this smell coming from my father. All this time, my, my dad was declining in front of me. Like, literally, I could see him get smaller and smaller every day. Every day. When I first got home, his house was not like it usually is. Let me just say it that way. So all through this time, my baby and I, and I, commercial, my wife was great with my dad. It's not her father, it was my father. But she took great care of him. And I love you even more for that. So here we are. Here we are. We're there taking care of dad. And I'm realizing that purpose has everything to do 
with just staying in line with the word of God. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. It's not about how you feel. There's some of us in here, one of the things I don't like about necessarily a gathering is that we come together to worship God, but we're not together. I'm hitting stuff now because I'm getting sick of how we play with church and how we play with God, how we play with each other. There are things that I think we need to let go of because if we don't let, here's how it works. One day, Jesus is coming back. And that's not the time you're going to be able to get it right. That's not the time you're going to be able to apologize to that person that you don't speak to. That's not the time that you're going to have to, you're going to be able to get over your bigotry, racism, all these things that you got in your mind that you think you know. That's not the time you're going to be able to get over it. Because by that time, it'll be too late. There's a smell coming from my father. Man, I was trying to figure out what that smell was, and I realized that it was death. It's just what it was. It was death. Wednesday, my wife stayed with my dad that night. Thursday, for some reason, Thursday and Friday, the Lord had me stay up with him, which is cool. But at the same time, I realized that my father was not responsive pretty much at all. I just want to go through all 16 days. There's a privilege to be able to have time with your loved one before they die. It's a, notice I said it's a privilege. The reason why I say it's a privilege is because if you don't let go of what's happening in your life, you will miss out. If you don't let go of stuff that you can't handle, you're going to miss out. Forgiveness has everything to do with setting you free. Some of us waiting for somebody else to say, I've said I'm sorry too many times. So I'm sick of saying I'm sorry. Don't get sick of it. Because God ain't sick of forgiving you. You realize that when God died for all of us, he didn't die saying, man, shoot. You mean to tell me I got to die for Timothy? Man, that is messed up. He didn't say any of that. And we're the ones who wanted him to die. We're the ones. I could see myself out there now. I'm up here. Man, woo, God is good. Woo, uh-oh, wait. Yo, crucify him. Yo, get, get rid of that dude. But we need to hurry up, though, because praise and worship starts at 730. Now, I'm going to keep it real. I'm talking about myself. Because I've lived in a way where I think I got it going on. I'm just going to be honest with you. The Lord has given me great talent and ability and all that stuff, but it matters not if it's in my purpose and if it's for my good. It's not for me, it's for him. And that's how it's supposed to be. At the end of this thing, on Friday morning, a Sabbath morning around 3 o'clock, my father gasped for air, and his breathing was already shallow. And I got up, and I went by his bed, and 
just said, Dad, it's going to be okay. I love you, and I'm going to miss you, but it's okay. Let it, it's okay. You, it's okay to rest. His favorite, his favorite uh, book is, is Psalms chapter 23. So I said, the Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know it, but do you live it? Do you realize that the Lord truly is your shepherd? What do you still want? Because it seems like a lot of us still want stuff that God has not meant for us to have. Pray with my father and then share some words with him. Words saying, Daddy, I am going to miss you. But I know that one day, I'm going to see you again. Then it got crazy because my father started making, he started jerking around. And I don't know what death does to people, especially when your body is shutting down. I have no clue. Commercial. One of the things that I don't necessarily ascribe to is saying that I know how you feel. Because I don't know how you feel. And you really don't know how I feel. Because the situation, it may be the same, Possibly, but we are different. But this is what I do know. Whatever you have gone through, whatever death, whatever death has done, know that life is eternal. There's nothing in this life that's worth holding on to more so than God. Nothing. And I mean nothing. Some of us, unfortunately, have died within when someone else has died. There's nothing wrong with grief. There's nothing wrong with mourning. But there's a situation, it's a, it's a problem when you don't live when someone dies. I'm going to just be straight honest with you because if you are persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Trust me, living is what you're going to do. Like I said, mourning and grieving is okay, but don't die because you're still breathing. You still have so much life to live and you have purpose. I figured out how to separate my missing my father from what I needed to do next or what I had going on next. A couple of hours later, somewhere in there, my father died. It was it. We made the necessary arrangements. And then I just kind of stood outside for a minute. I'll never go to his house to see him. I won't be able to call him. I won't be able to hear him say uh, Timio. I remember the first time I said Daddy-o to him. He said Timio. I laughed. I'll never be able to hear that again, at least on this earth. But one thing I know that I will have is that I will have eternity to spend with him. 
I don't want this to be one of those messages where you're looking at it from a standpoint, man, this is really rough. It's not rough, man. I'm trying to help you understand that there's life left in you. So what do you do with the breath that you're given every day? Seriously, what do you do with it? Some of us have used our breath so much to beat other people up. What happened to love? I haven't always been a loving guy. I haven't always been the kindest guy. But I tell you, that's really where it's at. Christ is not bringing anything more to us than we can handle. So there are people, unfortunately, who have lost many loved ones in the span of a little bit of time. And you don't know how to handle it. You don't have to worry about that because God is with you. There are some who didn't know their loved one was going to die. But God can handle that too. Purpose. 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 Our purpose is to live. One of the most beautiful things my father allowed me to do, or my wife and I to do, was to take care of him. My dad is not the one. It's not the one to want somebody taking care of him. You know, we had to change him and all that. Oh, my father, that's just not his move. So you can see it in his face. He did not want anybody taking care of him. But we asked and he graciously said yes. It's one of the best things that I think, one of the best times I think in my life. in my life because that act right there took me not looking at him because of his condition not looking at him because I knew that some one of the days I didn't know what day it was going to be that he was not going to be with me much longer it was just that that moment was precious to me so I wanted to be present in the moment In the moment. There are many moments in our lives that we have missed because we have been present to our pain and hurt and resentment and anger. But we've not been present to God who is always in us. Thursday when we were having worship I just realized that dad is not here and I'm not calling him today and I cried because I miss my father I loved my dad but I know what he would tell me to do My father wanted me to live always, no matter what. And that's how he lived. He did so much. He did so much, I didn't even know a lot about what he did until the memorial service that we had for him. Had no clue he did all that stuff. But that's not the issue. The issue is, is that he just lived. He just decided to live. To take every moment for what it was. 
What do you need from God? What do you need from him? Like really need from him? Has he disappointed you in some way, shape, or form by maybe taking someone or maybe not giving you opportunities that you wanted? Or maybe you're just sitting here feeling like you have no purpose. What do you need from God? He's going to supply it. That I know. It's about waiting on him. My brother spoke at the memorial service. And it was sad for me because my brother, unfortunately, the way he said it, he did not have the time or take the time that he wished he would have with dad. And it's nothing against, I'm not, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that we have opportunities and we don't always jump on them. We just don't. Somewhere life has gotten in the way. Life. And it has become more important than what God has for you. He says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But we don't want the abundant life. We just want, we want, it's almost like we feel like we just need to survive. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm just surviving. Why are you just surviving? You're breathing. You have the activity of your limbs. And if you do not, you still have a way of being able to go and do what you need to do. We can all depend on God. Why? Because God never, ever leaves us. Ever. Ever. This is a time where I think the most important thing for me to get across to you is, is that you have purpose in him. And all of you are in here for a reason. Hearing me say that to you. You have purpose in him. All of you have purpose in him. In Ecclesiastes, it talks about there's a, there's a, a time and a season for everything under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die. In the message, I love it because it says a right time to be born and a right time to die. A lot of us feel like people were taken from us too soon. We don't know what God knows. And I know it's tough, but I have to say it to you. We don't know what God knows. As hard as it is, I gotta get that out. We don't know what God knows. We know so little, but we're so caught up with the little we know. Satan is good at what he does because he's going to keep you bound by your thoughts and by your beliefs and convictions about you, which in turn limits your life, which unfortunately in turn will limit somebody else's life.
And the bigger picture is that you limit God because you believe God can only do but so much based on the thoughts you have in here. But in the word it says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord. And those thoughts are huge. They're big time. God's book, everybody is a celebrity. Seriously, he wants to spend time with each one of us. What would it be like if your favorite, whoever, pick that person, if that person came out and wanted to get your autograph? Seriously, God is the one who wants to come to you. And his life that he has given us is custom made for each one of you. That's why I say to each one of you, you have purpose. The other three things that I was going to talk about was you are valued, you are special, and you are loved by him. God does everything for a purpose. God allows some things to happen for a purpose. God knows what's happening at 7 o'clock. We don't. We hope to go home. We hope to go eat. We hope to do this or to do that. But have you checked with God before you made the move? in your head, not necessarily applying it with your body, in your head. We got a lot of faith in what we say about ourselves. And we make moves based on what we say we're gonna do. But what happened to the faith that we're supposed to have in God? And it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And it says without faith it's impossible to please God, which means you gotta be able to move to a place where he takes you and not know the destination. But most of us want to know the destination first, then we're going to move. Well, where are we going? And why are we going there? And how long are we going to be there? Because I got stuff I got to get done. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, if we, if we just take a look at ourselves, I mean, we just got to laugh at ourselves. I mean, because sometimes we, we are just ridiculous. I know I, I'm sorry, I'm ridiculous. I can be ridiculous. You have purpose. You have purpose. And there's something coming for you. And it's important that you hear that there's a purpose that you have to fulfill. Sometimes death causes you to get things and put things in perspective. It's not like I didn't know that there were some things I needed to do, but I tell you, spending time with my father, I realized that there's just no time to lose. None. In closing, there was one thing that really troubled me. And that was, is that some of some individuals said that I was trying to kill my father. Now, it's nothing but the devil, so, so it's not about the individuals, because you know what? Pain makes you react in certain ways. That's really it. I can't hold anything against anybody. They weren't 
around. They were only going by what they were hearing. And you know, and you know sometimes because there's some things that you may or may not have dealt with, you take it out on folk. It's all right. It was troubling only because I realized that the focus now was not on what God, the plan that God had for my father. The focus was on what we should be doing to keep him here. I got to say this. One of the hardest things to do is to let go of a loved one. Even when the loved one says, let go. I know it's hard. I ain't going to sit here and act like it's not. Father wasn't drinking. He wasn't really eating. Sometimes, oftentimes, there are things that happen that are out of your control. And it's all right. God knows. <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't really, I don't have the solution. It is God who has the solution. So I can't sit here and say, well, you know, the reason why is because then, and, and then, you know, so later on in my life, this is why. I don't know yet, but I do know that my father was not supposed to make it to his 90th birthday. He died the day before. But he lived 89 years. See, that's, that's one of those times where you're supposed to come. All right, that's all good. That's all good. That's all good. I, I, I don't mean for this to be heavy, but at the same time, I, I want you to hear me. What I'm trying to say at this moment in time. Take stock in you. Like, like, really take a look at who you are. Because I think sometimes you forget how important you are. Because you are important. Life doesn't end, like I said before, because a loved one dies. Life doesn't end because you didn't get that job. Life doesn't end because that girl broke up with you or that, that dude broke your heart. No, I'm serious. Life doesn't end. Life doesn't end because you've been in school longer than you wanted to be. Seriously, life does not end. It's all in how you make it. It really is. In the purpose that God has for you. Not on your own not on your own. It's a song that was one time, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, Pete, but the song is Give Thanks. And, and you know, I just want you to listen to the words of this song. Um, it's, it's very, very special to me that the chorus just basically says, and now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what 
Lord has done for us. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.